stuff. What do you call a purple yam? A purple yam. Ube 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 ube. What do you call a purple yam? A purple yam. Ube 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 ube. Welcome to episode 236 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. This is the show where we get to know the people who are making certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. This is my first episode of 2020, and I can't think of a better way to ring in the new year than by welcoming Lil Miss Anne. Little Miss Anne is on the show this week, and we talk all about her music and what she does and the music that she makes. And, you know, there's some Chicago in here because, uh, because we love Chicago. Love it. One of the best towns all around you could ever go to. And that song you just heard is called Ube. And it's from the record Keep On that Little Miss Anne did with Amy D. And it's a really, really catchy one. And it's going to get in your head in the absolute best possible way. And I think that uh, I needed that. I needed that little blast of positivity and some really good energy. My kids have been out of school for a really long time. And I think the most succinct way to say this is that it is time for them to go back to school. Yeah? Agreed? Okay, great. So here is Little Miss Ann. Stay tuned all the way to the end of the show to hear Ube. You want to reach me? Mike at goodstuffpod.com or find me on social media, the at symbol, then goodstuffpod. Here is Little Miss Ann. Good stuff. It's a awesome day to welcome Anne Taralba, Lil Miss Anne, to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Anne, how are you today? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you? I am also doing great. It's warm where I am. I'm in Houston, Texas, no lie, 95 degrees, and you are in one of my favorite spots on earth, the city Chicago. of Chicago, which I love. Yeah. Um, which part of Chicago are you in? I'm... Um... Like by Logan Square, it's a little bit west of Wrigley Field. So um, there's so many neighborhoods in Chicago, and which is great for me because there's like a thousand libraries, and I think I did like 30 of them this summer. So. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, on on the road, as we call it in the biz. You've been on the road. So you you are a yeah. In keeping with the uh, with the flow of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, you are someone who is making music for kids and families, and you've put out five records. Um, and we're going to talk about it. And we're going to get into some of the music, not all of it, because five records is a lot of records, and it's amazing stuff too. But I, I think a little bit of your backstory and your musical backstory is really um, helpful to to set the scene for for what you're doing and why you do it. Sure. So um, I know I picked up a guitar when I was about 19 and I um, traded in the flute that I'd never wanted to play for like <laughs> a guitar that was worth about a fifth of um, a fifth of what the flute was worth. But I feel like I got so much more out of the guitar. So um, anyway, um, and then I was a Chicago public school teacher, special ed teacher. I worked mostly in the field of um, kids on the spectrum and um, kids and everybody, the staff, um, the teacher's assistants, they would all look forward to when I played, you know, my guitar for the kids. Like, I did it, like, 20 minutes a day. Um, you know, some Beatles songs, some made-up songs. And and then throughout, you know, you know, up, um, I, 
pretty much through my adult years, I was in one band, and it was called Jank, and it was just a bunch of friends, and we played out a lot, and the adult, the adult, it always sounds funny when you say adult, because it sounds, <laughs> right. you know, the adult, the adult world, but, so that, back then, I was playing, at, you know, 10 p.m. shows, and then somewhere along the line, I started playing 10 a.m. shows. Yeah, man, it's so much <laughs> and, better. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like it, <laughs> um, and I don't have to wait for, like, eight bands before I play. Yeah. So anyway, um, when I was a Chicago public school teacher, I had my daughter, and I just, teaching full-time just wasn't my thing. I loved kids, I loved, um, and I just, but it, um, I wasn't happy having a you know, small baby at home and teaching full-time, so I decided to quit teaching and started playing guitar for kids in the neighborhood, and then I started working at the Old Town School of Folk Music, and then I had some people that really encouraged me to um, make an album, and um, someone who worked for the Land of Nod, she uh, gave me a couple of CDs. She gave me the Smithsonian Folkways um, album, and she gave me uh, an Elizabeth Mitchell album. Mm-hmm. And I just really connected to it, and I thought, wow, this is great. This is, you know, I don't know, just really opening up something in me that I haven't heard in a long time, so... I told my, we had just bought a house, and I told my husband, who's the drummer, and he's also helps with the artwork, and he, I said, you know, I'm going to go record music for an album tomorrow for kids. I'm like, do you think you could drum with me? <laughs> and then he's like, okay. So then we practiced. I don't know what I was doing, and um, again, we just bought a house. We had a small child, and I took, you know, he was supportive, and he's always been supportive, and I took, like, the little savings I had, and I didn't really think about what I was going to do with it, and you know, it, what I've gotten from it has been just amazing. You know, like things, I you know, I think when it's different if you start off as wanting to be a musician and then you be, become a kid's musician as opposed to like when you just like, beca- you're a teacher and you love kids as it is and then all of a sudden your two worlds collide of mm-hmm. like music and loving kids and loving, you know, inspiring kids and educating kids. So I feel like I've had so many great experiences and, um, you know, just do this that I never, ever in my wildest dreams would have ever expected to ever have. So it's yeah. been wonderful. And and it's really cool. Like When I started doing this podcast about three years ago, um, I, I didn't really have a plan either, but I, I found you relatively early on. Um, I think I found you on, on social media or Twitter, and I said, you know, someday – Someday I'm going to talk to this person, and it's pretty cool when those kinds of things come full circle, and we get a chance, you know, to to talk to each other, and and I get to hear a bit more about what you do. And what I love about your story is um, that you, you know, you you sort of came to kids' music uh, in in the most direct way, you know, like uh, you were a teacher in the classroom. Uh, in particular, a special ed teacher, in particular, a teacher working with kids on the spectrum. So I, I don't yeah. want to put you on the spot too much with this, but how important is music and and playing music and singing and and just, you know, rhythm and and harmony and all those sort of various things that how how impactful can that be when when working with a with a kid on the spectrum with some with some, some areas of need like that? Well, I think just music in general, I, I do give, you know, I give talks at like to education, teacher education students. Um, and, um, I give talks to around, and I think just in general, like kids as a whole, 
you know, I, I'm a big believer in um, Howard Gardner's eight intelligences, where everyone has all these different intelligences, but in the schools, usually it's mostly, um, you know, linguistic and mathematical is what is taught to. And the kids, there's so many ways to reach kids, kinesthetically, musically, you know, and, you know, and uh, there's a big, uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm easily off <laughs> off track. No, it makes perfect I think sense. In, it makes perfect whole, sense. Yeah, the whole music, music is great for social social cues, and it's great for um, body control. That's a big thing. Like when mm. you do things like, like stop and, you, you know, you dance and then you stop, things like that, you're teaching a kid to control their own body, and that's really important for some kids um, on the spectrum. And communication, um, just socially, kids on the spectrum do want to, you know, connect with other people, but it's just a different mode of communicating. So music is like the perfect way. And and just on a very basic level for humans of all ages, you know, music releases um, dopamine and it just makes people, it's the thing that people love, like why people love to gamble or why people like to run, not me, and why people <laughs> like to eat chocolate. Oh, me. that's me. That one's me. That one's <laughs> and, me. <laughs> yeah, and it just makes people happy, and it, and especially, I think it really gives people hope right now, which is really important right now. So. Oh, amazing. I didn't. I mean, it's so. It makes so much sense when you say it, but to to actually think about it is really kind of like pretty profound. Like I, I was especially uh, interested in the social cues piece of it, right? Like body control, you know, you're teaching stop, yeah. you're teaching go, you're teaching dance, you're teaching slow, like all all of these kinds of quiet, soft, loud, um, all of that stuff can be taught through music and in a really more um, impactful and meaningful way. And I, I also believe uh, strongly in, in Gardner and the, and the different intelligences. And I see that in my yeah. Own kid, you know my own kids who you know one's a dancer who can who can move and and that's how they do things my son is just like an and a total athlete and just needs to be moving constantly and then my my other daughter is she's very you know motivated by her senses by her sense of taste and her sense of smell and it's just really cool to that's think great. about the ways that other people can learn so I've been listening to to the music that you make, and and I'm really interested. In, you know, I, I'm not gonna we're not gonna get too much into the uh, into the old town stuff, but you know, just as sure. a sort of the briefest overview, old town school of folk music is in Chicago, and it's sort of like I, I don't know how would you describe it, and and what did you do there? Well, well, I'm still there. I still teach a couple of classes, and there's other people too, and it's. I've been there for 14 years, wow. but it was one of, it's a pioneer. It's actually the largest arts organization in the country. Huh. And it is, it's kind of like this cult thing in Chicago. Like <laughs> you got to do it, you know? And the, the cool thing about um, the classes I, we teach for kids is like, there's no, there's no script. It's completely organic and authentic. And people are usually musicians first. I happen to have the education aspect, but most of the people are musicians and are gigging. So it's not like um, the other way around, which is fine too, where like someone's, you know, a teacher and then they decide they, they want to learn like three chords on ukulele. But most of the people are real musicians that are making music. And so that aspect is just really great. So you just, it's very, um, it's just like a great experience. And um, yeah, so Old Town's been great. And um I don't have anything else more to say about that. Okay, no, that's perfect. Oh, my so, first recording, 
my first song was on one of the compilations and I, I like just this, a song. And so, you know, like you said, you start three years ago, you, you didn't, you didn't really know what you're going to go with it. And yeah. you, it just kind of, it just happens. takes over. So it's a beautiful thing yeah. when it just happens. Um, it is. So, okay. So let's, let's talk about the music a little bit. One of the, the, the the things that caught my ear uh, sort of right off the bat was you have some different instrumentation, right? Um, I heard yeah. some clarinet. What are some of the different instruments that you can hear if you were to listen to a Little Miss Anne album? Well, my core band is, um, you know, drums, bass, guitar, and ukulele. And um, But sometimes I have fiddle players come in and as uh, one time we used a guitaron, which is um, the producer that produced this album. He uh, he found this guitaron, which is this Mexican bass, in the alley and fixed it up. Oh. And it's on my a song called Three Little Pumpkins." Yeah, and it's such a great. It sounds great. It's such a it's a huge instrument. It's it's like as big as a stand up bass, or and it oh, just yeah, has a sure. deep sound. And I just like a quirky. I I like a quirky sound. Like you know, um, and you know, I have a very unique voice, and I know I, I know I sing in a key that most women don't sing in. A lot of times, I sing in key B, which like no one ever sings in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I just like I like um, I like that kind of stuff, and I like a little little rocking edge to it, yeah. and but yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I mean, I listened mostly to the to the record that came out in 2017. Keep on, um, and, and you know, yeah. you you said quirky, and I, I I'm thrilled to hear you say that because I noticed that myself. Like things are just interesting, right? Like it's it's fun and it's interesting music. So there's a couple of the songs that I sort of locked into that I wanted to hear from you, uh, just a little bit about them. And, and the first one is. Um, I guess it's like sort of towards the end of the record. It's called the Six Oh Six. Can you tell me a little bit about the Six Oh Six, please? Yeah, and that's a song that gets requested all the time. <laughs> there's a place. There's a in, you know as you probably know about the High Line in New York. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's like the Chicago version of the High Line, and it's called the Six Oh Six because it's the first three digits of our zip code, and it's an old abandoned uh, train track that a bunch of, like, really grassroots people decided to make into an elevated, uh, like, park slash trail. And it's about two, well, actually, I know because I wrote it yesterday. It's 2.7 miles one way. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, and the cool thing is that it goes to, like, four different neighborhoods. And it's just a great place. And, um, the, and then one last thing about it is that they opened on June 6th. And they weren't uh-huh. totally ready to. Yeah. People were like trying to like they wanted to do the six oh six. Six oh six, yeah. And <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that like was not done yet. So yeah. they were working really hard and um it's been great. It's really changed the whole scenery and that uh-huh. whole throughout that whole area in Chicago. Uh, cool. That's great. Um, and another one that I would love to hear from you is uh, Hill and Gully Rider, which I thought is like awesome. Thank you so much. And you know, I I don't know if you know um Andres uh uno dos tres Andres. Yeah, sure. He's a good he, yeah, He's a good friend of mine and when he comes to Chicago, he stays him and his wife Christina, they stay at my our house often. And um that was kind of in the beginning 
well, maybe a little bit into our friendship. And so he's playing clarinet on that song. And the song is, um, I learned it at Old Town. Sometimes we have retreats. And I learned that song, and I thought it was the most genius song I ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just such a, I think it's, I want to say, and I'm not positive, but I want to say it's Jamaican. Huh. And it's got that kind of ska, I think yeah. it's Mento, is the club Mento. And um, I worked with Dean Jones, and he just, you know, Dean can put his little magical wand on anything <laughs> and make it make it special. So that song's great, and we've been working on that, um, you know, playing that more live. At first, it's a little bit uh, tricky to do it live, So, but now I'm like, I've been wanting to bring it into the live um, performances more. Huh. Um, but you definitely need a full band for that. You can't play that, <laughs> you know. Right. It's, but right. anyway, it's it's a fun song. It is a fun song. So. Nice. So uh, um, I should probably before we get to you know the, the the last one that I want to touch on on this on this record. But you you made it with Amy D. So who is Amy D. Yeah. And what's what's your relationship with her? Well, it's interesting because um, there's not a lot of uh, uh, Asian Americans in kids music. Um, there's like right now there's like three to six people that are doing it on a national level. And, um, I, um, I, she, we, uh, she was, uh, in my class, she was a nanny in my class. And, um, I was at the time looking to play with someone and, and I found out that she was also Filipino and we had this connection. Um, and so at the, at the time I was like, that's kind of, you know, I'm sure you've heard this from other people, but you, you know, I'm like, I didn't know. I was like, ah, do I really want to make another album? You know, it's a lot. It's like, it's literally like you have three kids. It's like having another baby sometimes. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a full life commitment. But when I started playing with Amy, like she really inspired me and um, to want to make another album. And, you know, together we did the Kickstarter and we released that together and, um, she ended up moving um, to Nashville and, you know, having a child and um, and doing, you know, going more towards the uh, uh, music therapy route. Uh. But, and it was, it was never really, kids music was really never her thing. It was always, it's always been my thing. So uh. I kind of brought, that was kind of a collaboration that was um, a one, kind of a one-time thing. And um, we've been, we, we had a great time, but, um, so, huh. but we had a, a great time and the songs yeah. that came out of those times were great. So. Yeah, it's an, it's an excellent, excellent record. Okay, so the last one that I wanted to, to hear about from this record is Ube. Tell me, I feel like oh, there's yeah. a lot I need to know about Ube. So please, please teach me. Yes. <laughs> oh, Mike, I will. Um, so Ube, U-B-E, and sometimes people say, like, People in uh, the U.S. say ube, but sometimes people say ubi. I was just in um, the Philippines, where I was born here, but my parents are live half time in the Philippines, and they lived here there, you know, for four years, and then they retired back back there. And um, ube is a Filipino ingredient. It's a purple yam, and it's used mostly for desserts. And um, you know, when growing up in the, the suburbs of Chicago, I just it was just not something you really shared. Like when you grew up and you're like, you know, one of the only Asian people in the, you know, in the area, you just don't, it's not something you talk about is you're like, do your food that your parents eat at home and you and your parents eat at home. So as an adult, 
you know, and singing about this song, and it's just such a fun word. Like, after I sang about this, it started to pop up, and it was popping up before that, where I'd see it at bakeries, and it has nothing to do with the song. And then recently, Trader Joe's, like, came out with Ube ice cream. Oh, boy. And I get so many texts and so many posts and messages of, like, kids of all, like, just of people of all different, like, diverse backgrounds that just for some reason, like, really connect with that song. And, like, I I have it all the time. And it's, it's been amazing for me to, like, because, you know, like, Filipino food just is only recently starting to become a popular food. Like, Thai food and, you know, Vietnamese food has already seen it's you know seen yeah. a popular popularity but like filipino food is just now starting to be like recognized by more people so awesome. so it's kind of a proud thing for me and um you know yeah. recently uh mr cookie jar and i also collaborated on another filipino dessert called halo halo so we had to check that out it's yeah. kind of fun so, uh, anything with yeah. little miss ann and mr cookie jar is going to be good that's for sure um, <laughs> thank you yeah that's amazing so um so, so lots of lots of shows in and around the the Chicago area. I know that you are often can be found in Wisconsin. Um, <clears throat> what's the best way for us to to keep up with you and and all of the the stuff that you do? You know, in particular, like there's the kids concert side of things, and there's the music and where to find you and the social media. But you're also doing adult education too, and I don't want to lose sight of that and and all of the the teaching that you continue to do. So, what's the best way to find and follow you and anything coming up that we should really keep our eye and ear on? Oh, great! Yeah, um, well, I'll be playing um, at the Brookfield Place in New York on October fifth, and I've got a I'm going backwards. I have a couple of great shows in Madison, Wisconsin, as well. But the best way to find me is um, to, uh, you can check out my website, littlemissan.com, or Instagram, littlemissan, or Facebook, all the all the usual suspects. I think I'm the worst at Twitter, but I try to do all these all the other ones. So <laughs> um, that's that's the best way, and I try to keep the dates uh, updated. And um, I would love to see as many faces as possible at shows, and um, you know, just keep having fun with me. So I really yeah. enjoy doing what I do, and I I love that I get supported, and I've been able to do it for 14 years. So it just amazes me every time I play that I still have people come out and you know enjoy my song. So yeah. I don't take it for granted. That's, that's amazing. 14 years, five records, awesome music, awesome teaching. Uh, thank you for all of your contributions to the to the genre and to, you know, I know that you, you've got a lot of friends in the kids and family music side of things. And I know that we all, we, I count myself as a friend now. I hope that's okay, but we oh, all, yes. Really, yes, definitely. we really definitely. appreciate you. So thank you for everything and have a great rest of your day. And thank you. I really appreciate it. And you too. Mike. All right. So that's Little Miss Anne. Authentic, real, fun, engaging, great to talk to. Makes incredible music. Check it out. And here's a really easy way to check it out. I'm about to play her song, Ube, right after I say, I will talk to you very soon. Okay? Now I'll say, here is Little Miss Anne, her song, Ube, from the album, Keep On. Talk to you very soon. I said the same thing like three times, but you know what I mean. Fine, you got me, all right?
I'm a little rusty. It's been a while. Here is Ube.